Praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. I got my Bible, got my pencil, got my paper ready for this Monday morning Bible study. And I pray that you, if all possible, grab the Bible, grab paper and pencil. Let's get ready to travel through a little bit deeper into Romans chapter 5. This is part 5 of Romans chapter 5. And let me just say, we started our Romans uh, teaching, our Romans study, back on March the 19th. That's right, way back in March of 2018, March the 19th. So we've been in Romans that long, and we're in chapter 5. So the rapture may take place before we get out of, uh, of Romans. I really hope it does. I hope the Lord comes for us all today, and I know you do too. But before we dig in this morning, I want to say I hope you had a great Christmas holiday season with your family and just enjoyed the fellowship and enjoyed really the great... Great uh, truth, I hope more than ever before, of Christ coming uh, to lay his life down so that we could become children of God, be forgiven of our sin, and walk with him in linen of white, his righteousness, praise God. I'm excited about that every time I talk about God's righteousness. And I want to remind us as well that everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded at the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. That's right, it's all there. It's all free, every worship service, these Romans teachings, uh, the Galatians teaching that are ongoing Friday mornings at 9 a.m. live. That's cross time with Pastor Curtis. And uh, I need to make an announcement about that. From this point on, beginning Friday morning, they will only be broadcasted live I've streamed live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page. After it's over, they'll be uploaded to the YouTube channel and the website so people can have access to them on the church app, which, by the way, we have a church app, Crossway Church. And all the messages are there. You can watch live there. You can donate there. So I encourage you to uh, grab a hold of that church app, put it on your smartphone, whether it's an iPhone or it's a, uh, the other side of the fence, the Galaxy or whatever it is. And so uh, uh, also our church website is thecrosswaychurch.com. And I just uh, thank God for that. Many people donate there. Uh, for the Bibles to the inmates program that we have, Expositor Study Bible, six every single week uh, to inmates across the land. So I would encourage you to help us with that. Pray about helping us with that. $33 it takes us to mail a Bible uh, to an inmate. So $33 you'll be giving an inmate an Expositor's Study Bible, just like the ones we use. No different at all. So uh, also be in prayer about our church plant in Wichita Falls, Texas. Uh, Andrew and I, my son Andrew and I will be going uh, Friday. And he will be ministering Friday night at 7 p.m. There at the Hampton Inn, 4217 Kemp Boulevard, right there in the heart of Wichita Falls, and I'll be ministering Saturday morning at 10, a couple of sessions from 10 to lunch. So uh, put the word out, share that uh, on Facebook. Uh, you know, I have two Facebook accounts, Pastor Curtis is one and, and Curtis Hutchinson is the other. And uh, so share the gospel on social media. 
And also, there is a date set now for the determined camp meeting coming this year. Big camp meeting we have with uh, several, actually, actually there's 13 ministers that are on the list, uh, excluding myself, 12 will be ministering this year, starting on October the uh, 24th. That's a Thursday and going through Sunday morning. So uh, it'll be jam-packed. It'll be praise and worship. It'll be ministers of the gospel. And I'm talking about those that are determined. I'm not talking about these ministers come in and just preach on anything. I'm talking about preachers come in and minister God's word in its righteous context, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise God, the power and the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So I encourage you to get that on your uh, calendars early so that you won't allow anything to jump in front of that. Again, that's October 24th through the 27th of this year. And so, well, that's enough of all that. Again, this is part five of Romans 5. And because it's in my office and, 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 and we don't have anything scheduled around what I'm doing on these Romans teaching, I will always teach in these Romans teachings, this Romans uh, study session, a half hour, 30 minutes. So whenever we start, we'll go for 30 minutes. If I ramble on for 15, well, it'll be a 45-minute session. So, But I'm going to teach for a half hour. So enough of all that. I pray that you would pray with us about all that and share as much as you can on social media. And, and again, go to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. It's there. Everything we do is there for you, and it's all free for your convenience. So praise God. We are in chapter 5 of the book of Romans, the great letter to the church in Rome uh, by the apostle Paul under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I need to always say something about that. We, we never need to forget that this is not just a man. This is a man being led by the Holy Spirit, spoken to by the Holy Spirit, dealt with by the Holy Spirit, writing these letters to these churches by the Holy Spirit, not just words of a man that he felt like writing. Uh, and I believe with all my heart that what I just told you, I take everything that's in the, the, between Genesis and Revelation, everything in this Bible, I consider it to be the Word of God. And I've, I have found it to be the truth. I have found it that when I put my faith in, my trust in God's Word, God shows up and does the things that need to be done in my life. That's called grace. God's grace is God functioning, doing something for me that I don't deserve to have done, that I cannot do myself, that it takes God. That's grace. God saved me by His grace. God teaches me by His grace. God labors in me, through me, by His grace. That means He's at work, listen, in my faith in the cross of Christ, nothing else. And some might say, well, no, my, my faith is in the Word of God. Let me, before we dig in today, let me assure you that if our faith is in the sacrifice of Christ, not just for salvation, but today, I'm letting all the purpose driven, all the government of 12, all the words I speak, all the object of faith, 
All the things I've allowed to become objects of faith in my life, to be pushed aside, and my faith is in the sacrifice of Christ. Not that and, that alone, God will be found working in my life, and there will be a new lively hope in me that no longer uh, will will cause me to put the things of God on the back burner and work around the things of God, but the, the thing that God's grace will be uh, abounding in my life and, and, and what he's doing will be on the, the front burner, so to speak, at, at, at the front of everything, the preeminence of everything. God will be working and there will be fruit of that. It's when our faith is not in the cross that we grow weary, we grow complacent. We know we've got to go to church. We know well, yeah, I got to read the Bible some, you know, I, but I'm really not getting anything out of it. The fire that I once had is gone. You can have that fire of God again today. And, and don't worry about, don't worry about somebody else preaching the message and you feel like, listen, you're listening to somebody, whether it's your own self. I'm going to listen to what's written in the Word because it's the words of God. Hallelujah. It's the words of God given to men for you and for me. And I'm going to trust in that and I'm going to trust in God's Word and keep watching God's grace in my life. Keep watching God working in my life. So here in chapter 5 of Romans, we see in verse 6, the Bible says, For when we were without strength, that means when we were helpless, we were weak, couldn't save ourselves, lost. The Bible says in due time. And that means in the fullness of times. That In Galatians 4.4 4 tells us that in the fullness of times. God sent his son, born of a woman, under law, that he might redeem them that are under law. Well, who is that? That's everybody. Everybody's under law. <clears throat> Jew and Gentile under law. Maybe the Gentiles weren't under thou shalt not, but the Bible says in Romans 2, 14 and 15 that we, were, that we bear witness through our own conscience and, and the way we treat each other, the way we accuse or excuse everything is the proof that the law was even written on the works of our own hearts. Write that down, look it up, Romans 2, 14, 15. That's us Gentiles. So we're all born under that law thinking that if we get right and do right, we'll go to heaven. If I do right, if I don't uh, act as bad as Joe the neighbor over there, but, but you know, I, I'll make it. If I act better than him and, and, and all uh, works. Law speaks of works. Uh, that's why purpose-driven, you speak the words, and all the things, those are all works. Water baptism can be viewed as a work. Uh, that, that, that will keep you out of heaven rather than your faith being in the cross. Somebody's faith might be in water baptism and thinking that gets them into heaven. That's a work. Anything that you do is a work. Now my faith is in Jesus and the work he provided at Calvary right now today. Therefore, whatever happens today, anything in the word that the Holy Spirit shows me that I need to be functioning in because my faith is in the cross, he can function in me through me both to will and to do of his good pleasure, pleasure, him, him, God being pleased, that means he, because he can't be pleased by faith, my, my faith is in God's word also, and therefore I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to work out that which is in me. Hallelujah, yes. I'm called to work out that which he's working in, and I can't do that 
except through faith in the cross because God only works in truth. Psalms 33, 4, write that down. Don't forget it. It's very uh, uh, paramount that you know that, that God doesn't just work in anything. He works in truth, praise God. And that Psalms 33, 4, for those of you, it's a new year. I know we probably have uh, people that tune in and listen to you. And don't let that grow old to you, preacher. Don't let that be something that's in the past. That scripture, Psalms 33, 4, needs to be wrapped around your finger. For the word of the Lord is right. Not your mama, not your wife, not your sister, not your co-worker. The word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. You need to let that stay wrapped around your finger in this new year that the Holy Spirit will use that to keep you single-minded, single-eyed looking at Calvary so that he can continue to perform that perfect work in you that he began when you placed your faith in what allowed him to begin. And that's the truth, Jesus Christ and him crucified. For when we were yet without strength, we were helpless in due time. That means the right time. In, in due time, in the fullness of time, God sent forth his son. Galatians 4, 4, taking notes, write that down. Christ died for the ungodly. That word for there is a Greek word hyper. It, it's, it, it's hyper. And it's where, it, it, it's, it's this, it means in place of, in place of. Christ died in place of the ungodly. Well, who were the ungodly? Everybody breathing. If ever, anybody that's ever been born of a man and a woman, which is all of us, were ungodly. We're born as sinners, separated from God, away from God, no way to God except the one way he's provided, which is the preaching of the cross, hallelujah, the way of the cross. And God, if you take a note and write this down today, that God says through the Apostle Paul to the church, he writes in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 1, 18 through 24, that in the wisdom of God, God made it so man couldn't find his power and his wisdom, God's power and God's wisdom, except through the preaching of the cross. But it says for us who are called Christ, through the preaching of Christ and him crucified, Christ, the power of God, and Christ, the, the wisdom of God. Think about that. The power of God not only to save, but the wisdom of God and the power of God to live the saved life comes only through the preaching of the cross. And all other is foolishness with God. And I'm afraid that I'm, I'm more than afraid. It's obvious that, and I was there too, that almost all, very few ministers today on the planet, very minutely few, cities filled with churches, and some of the cities have no one preaching the message of the cross outside of its saving, initial saving work. Entire massive cities where no minister is preaching the message of the cross, the preaching of the cross for daily victory and power over sin, for the provision, the power of God, 
and the presence of God. The power, the presence, and the provision of God, the wisdom of God all come through the preaching of the cross. And my faith cannot move from there. When my faith moves from the cross to anything else, I remove myself from the avenue of God's experiential presence, power, wisdom, and provision. Don't forget that. We've got a Bible that verifies, confirms what I'm telling you. So Christ in the place of the ungodly gave himself, died for the ungodly. Now for those people who are just, uh, and I was this way at one time when I began to hear the message of the cross, I began to think, why do we need that? Why do we have to keep talking about that? We're, we're saved now by that, but now we've gone on. We're full of the Holy Spirit. We're, we're, we're believing God, and we use this phrase, go on into the deep things of God. Let me tell you something, my friend. There's no deeper thing about God than His love. And His love was manifest in what He did for the ungodly at Calvary. That's right. And we don't walk away from that. Paul is beyond what most today would call the cross. He's been saved for years, but yet he's still referring to what his focus was, the death. Watch this again, and I'll read three or four verses. Watch this. For when we, the ungodly, were yet without strength, we were helpless in due time, at the right time, in the fullness of time, Christ died for the ungodly. In our place. He came to take our place. He died as a substitution, the Lamb of God that was sin under command, that He would humble Himself, become obedient unto the death of the cross for you and me. In our place, He died the death we should have died. Now watch this. The focus is the death of Christ. I love this. And Paul grabbed a hold of this revelation and from God that he got. He alone, no other disciple, no other apostle, but Paul got this. And you and I need to walk in this that the Holy Spirit gave Paul. He gave Paul the revelation. You and I are walking, if we'll believe it, in the illumination of God's Word concerning the revelation God gave Paul. How about that? That's what you need to know. Watch this. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. And Paul is still focused on uh, there might be somebody that might die for somebody good. There might be somebody that might die for somebody living a righteous life. But listen, that's outside the context. Christ came to manifest the love of God, which is so powerful and so huge and magnificent we can't fathom. God came, sent His Son for us, came in the flesh to die for the ungodly, for those that hated Him, for the perverse, for the foul, for the wicked, for the worst of the worst of the worst of sinners. There are people out there right Right now who are using children as sexual perverted toys, uh, uh, sacrifices unto the devil in one day in the future, could be today for some, they will be convicted by the preaching of the cross. They will repent from their sins and the love of God will bless and move 
them, right inside of them. God will shed that love abroad in their hearts. Humanity may never forgive, may never get over what they did. Humanity in your community may never get over what you've done in the past, but God has gotten over it. At Calvary, God got past it. God got over it, and here comes the good news. God forgave it all, and God forgot it all. Glory to God. I don't have to lay in bed any longer even as a child of God feeling bad about what I did in the past because God took his eraser, dipped it in blood and wiped all my sin away. He didn't take my sin and tuck it away over here. God took that eraser in the blood of his son and he erased my sin and God can't even see it any longer. He's erased it. He's forgot it and he did that all for an ungodly sinner like me. Evil, nothing wanted to do with God. Nothing. Get out of here. God, this is my life. Ignorance, not knowing God gave me everything I have, a body, a brain, air to breathe, everything, feet to walk on, the ground to walk on. Hallelujah. He gave it all for me. He gave it all for me to be blessed by it. And then he came and he gave himself for me that I might be delivered from this evil age, that I might be delivered from a devil, that I might be delivered from an eternity separated from him, that I might be delivered, here it comes, from my own self. Because I myself am my biggest problem. Hallelujah. Notice that. Scarcely a righteous man might one die, and maybe perhaps for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There's that word for again, that Greek word hyper. It means in the place of God said, I love you so much. I don't care what you've done, how bad it's been how many babies you've aborted, how many people you've killed, how many banks you've robbed, how much drugs you put in your body. I don't care how long you've been a drunk. I'll take you today and I'll make you mine and I'll change everything about you if you'll put your faith in my son. I offered him for you. I sent him to die in your place. An ungodly sinner such as you, I sent him to die for you. You can be brand new, born again, my child, says God. All things erased. God will say, look, behold, all things are gone forever. Behold, all things have become new. And now if you will believe in my son, I will place you in him and him in you. And I will forever be your God. And I will walk with you. I will walk with in you and I won't be ashamed of you and my wrath won't be against you but my grace will be for you all the days of your life. My Lord there's nothing better than that. You will never hear anything better than that. That's what the Apostle Paul knew. We never get past that because for me and you, I don't care how long we've been saved, how long we've been in the Word, how much we pray and how many years we've been a deacon, how many years we've been a pastor, how many years all this and all that. Sin is still our biggest problem. You ain't going through one day, my friend, where sin ain't going to be an issue in your life. I didn't say it's dominating you, but I'll tell you today, it's dominating you if your faith is not in the cross 
cross, there's some sin that's dominating you. It's dominating your mind. It's dominating you and it's about to drive you crazy. You're wondering why can't I get free of this? I'm telling you the Bible says in Romans 6, 14 that sin shall not dominate you. Sin shall not have dominion over you because you're not under law but under grace. If you remain under grace through faith in the only thing that allows God to give you grace, which is Christ Jesus and Him crucified, you'll find that sin issue whimpering out. I didn't say you won't be tempted. I didn't say there won't ever be a lust of your flesh. But the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, but you won't fulfill that lust of the flesh if you'll walk after the Spirit. Hallelujah. And in that same chapter of Galatians 5, it teaches us that, I believe it's verse 24, that the flesh and the lust thereof was crucified with Christ Jesus. See, that is walking after the Spirit. This is good news, folks, not just for some lost sinner out there that can have a brand new life in Christ, a a brand new heart, a brand new spirit, and God's love, God Himself moving in, shedding His love abroad in your hearts. But, But I'm telling you, a whole new mindset now that can be renewed every single day. Hallelujah. His mercies can be renewed every day. It's not just for some lost sinner. It's for you and me, again, because we need the daily mind renewal. We need that daily power and that daily wisdom that only comes through God's call into this, these places. Think about that. And, and the promise is, I preached it yesterday morning, our sure calling and election. As long as we're making our calling and election sure, that means fighting the good fight of faith, never moving from the focus that the Holy Spirit gave Paul, the death of Jesus. The Bible says there you will never fall. Second Peter 1.9, you will never fall. I believe it's 2 Peter. Uh, Let's turn over there and look at that this morning. It's so powerful, my Lord. This is good stuff. 2 Peter chapter 1, right here. Wherefore the rather brethren, verse 10, 2 Peter chapter 1, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. That means your salvation. Amen. That don't mean you're called to preach or you're called to say. No, you're calling. You were called through the preaching of the cross. Don't forget, write it down. 1 Corinthians 1 verses 18 through 24 tell us that we're called through the preaching of the cross. That's why the Bible says many are called but few are chosen because God only chooses those he finds in Christ, faith in Christ. And in Christ means faith in what he did at Calvary. So watch this. Wherefore the rather brethren, this is 2 Peter 1.10, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. Not for the lost man, for you and me. Brethren, make our calling and election sure. Focus is our calling. Called into the kingdom through the blood of Jesus. The election was by grace. The grace of God. What Jesus did at Calvary. Make that sure today. Make Make that sure right now between you and God. God, I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus today. Not the blood of Jesus and some book I'm reading. Not the blood of Jesus and the government of 12. The purpose driven. The Daniel 21 day this. God, I'm 
trusting in the blood of Christ alone. And there, my friend, you'll find your hope becoming alive again. You'll find the power of God, the wisdom of God. You'll find everything you're looking for. Only there will you find it. Everything else that you think it, you're functioning in the things of God through those things, they're foolishness to God. And one day, everything that we've done through our ignorance of placing faith in the cross and means our faith is really not in the cross, by the way, because we're telling God the cross is not enough. I also have to. And one day, everything we've done with that mindset will be burnt up and gone. Only that which is done on gold and silver, hallelujah, which is on Christ and Him crucified. Listen to this. Good news, 2 Peter 1.10. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, that what thing? Making your calling and election sure diligently, you shall never fall. For years I taught this wrong, that this, that this says you'll never fall. doesn't say you won't stumble. But when you look the word fall up, it means stumble. If you make while, while, every day, take up your cross daily. First, you've got to deny yourself of, of being drawn into all these fads that men, spiritual so-called men, this paradigm, all this new age false apostolic, false Pentecostal, false stuff, false prophetic. There is a Pentecost. There is a prophetic. There is an apostolic. But it's not in what you're being taught in all those books that are out there on the market today. Hallelujah. It's in the cross of Christ. Hallelujah. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Revelation 19.10. Let me say that again. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Spirit of prophecy is not some so-called prophet coming to your church giving people a so-called word. Deuteronomy says when the people are in the flesh, and they are if their faith is not in the cross, that they're going to, when they go to a prophet to get a word, that the prophet's going to give them a word according to the flesh. That's why it's a big flesh pot. But the word fall even means stumble. And God's promise, this is good news, my friends. I hope you're getting this today. As long as you're making your calling and your election, which was through the blood, by grace, sure, at the preeminent place in your mind, today, Father, my faith is in your Son, Jesus Christ, and His death at Calvary. You're not going to stumble. You're not going to fall. It's when we get our eyes off of Him and what He provided at Calvary, that's the stumbling place. It's called the flesh. All we can do after the flesh is stumble and fall. Galatians chapter 5 verses 1 through 4 talk about us falling from grace, walking in a place where Christ can no longer profit us or affect us even. Think about that. You don't hear that taught in the church today. But God's raising up ministers, planting these little storefront churches all over the place. That's why we're going into Wichita Falls, Texas. 104,000 people, big uh, Air Force base, big college there. 104,000 people, not, not anywhere that we're aware of. Probably, probably 500 churches, maybe more. I don't know. 
But we don't know of one church that opens this Bible and points to Calvary every time they meet. And it is God's call that we do that. You see, every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness. And I want you to get this today for our new listeners. And again, preacher, if you're listening, this is something we don't let go of. God gives us certain lanterns. All His Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path if our faith is in His Word in its righteous context. Remember Psalms 119, 105, Thy Word, O Lord, is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. But He leads us, Psalms 23 and 3, in the path of righteousness. Write this down, Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. They are truth. Study Proverbs 8, 6 through 8, but verse 8 gives us something profound. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. And Galatians 2 and 21 says the only avenue of righteousness is not our works, not the law, but grace that comes through the death of Jesus. Listen to this, Romans 1, 16 and 17. This righteousness which God speaks to us, all His words are spoken in a place called righteousness. There is none outside of Christ and the cross. Romans 1, 16 and 17. For the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel, from faith in the gospel to faith in the gospel. See, for too long, church, we've separated the word of God from the gospel. God's words are spoken in righteousness and the only true revelation, illumination of God's word so that it can be a path that He's able to lead us in, the path of righteousness, or His words in righteousness through the gospel. Hear me this morning. Never leave this. This is a power lantern along this path. This is a power lantern along this path. One that we shouldn't let go of. Every word of God is in righteousness. That means it must pass at the moment, not 40 years ago. Well, I'm in 40 years ago now. No. Every word of God must be viewed through us being purged from our old sins. That's the gospel. Don't forget it. Don't go blind. Peter wrote that in 2 Peter 1.9, the verse previous to the one I read earlier. Listen very carefully. Everything God has ever said must be viewed through the gospel. Not because you got saved by the gospel. We, we must preach God's word in its righteous context, which means everything God has said, He's spoken from a righteous place. Remember, the Lamb was slain from before the foundation of the world. When God rushed into the Garden Eden of Eden upon man's sin, he rushed in with words from a righteous standing, a righteous place. 
And he offered them the righteous path to be able to walk in, to be able to understand him, to be able to have fellowship and communion with him. It was through the promise of the seed of the woman that would come, that being Jesus, born of a virgin, who then God would show it would come through an innocent sacrifice. Christ in due time, at the right time, in the fullness of times, gave himself, died for the ungodly, you and me. Hallelujah. This is good stuff. This is what we need to hear every day. The words of God must be always centered on the Lamb of God. For Revelations, I believe it's chapter 21, verse 23, or maybe 23, verse 21, one of those. Go look it up. It says that the Lamb is the light. Jesus said in John 8, 12, I am the light. Well, is it the Lamb or is it Jesus or is it the Word of God? It's all three and you cannot separate them. Jesus as the living Word of God and the Lamb of God bring the context of God's righteous Word to us and our faith in that allows the Holy Spirit to lead us in the path God's Word will show us. Hallelujah. But it is the path of God's righteousness. And that only comes through our faith being placed in the cross of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel, the good news of the Lord. Well, we're out of time. I hope you'd uh, share these on social media. Share the YouTube channel again. That's Curtis Hutchinson 316. Be with us live right here every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. And if you can't, well, then go to that YouTube channel or the website, The Crossway Church. Get your pencil, get your paper, get your Bible. Say, God, help me to know the truth. Help me to, Lord, keep my faith in the truth, the only place you're found at work anywhere on the planet. Hallelujah. I love you. God bless you. Until next time, stay determined to know nothing but Christ in Him crucified. Praise God.